Honestly, I wonder if we did it and like plan out our episodes. <laughs> like, th- it would just be full of this type of shit. Uh. <laughs> hey, Cloggies. Hey, Cloggies. Hey, 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 Cloggies. Rate us on apple Podcasts. give us five stars leave your honest opinion but also if you tell us that we suck we don't leave that only leave the good things there's four ratings on apple pod to you me my mom and my dad <laughs> welcome to another week of, of porgo geek pod, pod. <laughs> why did you look at me like that Pergogi pod. I was trying to like um, read your like what I was gonna say. Yeah. Podcast or pod. So I had a pretty eventful week, I think. I'm I'm just I'm always shook at how how fun I can make my week during quarantine. HBO Max came out. I don't understand the difference between HBO, HBO Go, Go and yeah. Max and the <clears throat> other options. I didn't have HBO Go. Oh. Well, is Friends available on HBO Go? I don't watch Friends, so I don't know. <gasps> Sorry, I don't. I don't get it. It's fine because I can't even say I'm a fan because when I went on that cruise to Cabo, there was a friend's trivia and I didn't get a single question right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, well, HBO Max came out, so I've just been binge watching Sex in the City and oh, yeah. Friends, and it was my mom's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Julia Ma! <laughs> There she blows. There she blows. There she goes. That was nasty. It was like a wet burp. <laughs> wet burp. We're gonna cut that. We're gonna cut that. But yeah, it was my mom's birthday, and we made her that tissue box money roll thing. Moms are honestly the most difficult to get presents for, I think. Bro. Wait, I told my dad that when you guys got your mom. You need an air fryer, right? Yeah. <laughs> she was upset. She was upset, but she was more upset at the fact that we didn't know <laughs> it's not socially acceptable to get somebody a home appliance <laughs> as a like gift. a mom. Um, anyways, yeah, I remember telling my dad that he was just like dying because we were struggling. But she's like really into golf right now, so she's just gonna buy her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about golf, so my favorite golf ball is pink and it's sparkly. And I feel like people think I'm good at golfing because I post it on my social media, mm-hmm. but I'm really not. I just want to make that clear because I'd be hitting like 12 times at like a party three it's so and my dad was like why are you writing this down because i was just trying to keep track you're of like, like personal record <laughs> here's my pr <laughs> for some weird reason i was just watching so many elon musk videos this week it was really weird i was just like really into it i just wanted to kind of pick his brain you know yeah because if i have a son i wouldn't mind him being like elon um, I would mind that because Elon thinks that we're living in, in a simulation, so oh. he's a bit disconnected from the world. But I also think because he thinks that, he just kind of takes the risks that, that he, he does. W- yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know his like son's name? Somebody told me it's supposed to be Kyle. That, that's what I think it is. There was a headline and it said Grimes and Elon rename like their child, and mm-hmm. somebody goes, "It's baby first update." <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was a loaded week, honestly. I feel like I've been on this self-discovery, like, self-awareness growth journey. And on Sunday, my dad and I just had a conversation. He was like, I just feel like you've lost your way. Because I think growing up, my entire life's goal was just go to a good college. And so once I got to college, I honestly just kind of gave up. Like, I achieved the goal, you know? So I was like, oh, let me just chill. And all of this just made me aware of the fact that I base a lot of my value and sense of worth in external things. So... I'm giving myself an update, you know? (laughs) I think that's really interesting because, and this is something I took away from something you said, actually. People, human beings, need solid end goals and dates type of thing. So, like, with, like, the whole quarantine thing, like, they're just being no, like, concrete date for when it's going to be over. Like, that's why we freak out because it's so uncertain. So, it's interesting you say you didn't have a goal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because Because that's, like you know like just irony yeah we just we just work better humans we just work better when we have that that end thing yeah i guess in a lot of parts of my life i feel like i will set the goal i'll meet the goal and then that's when you slowly start to like let things slip you're Mm. like oh i don't need to read today or i don't need Mm. to meditate today yeah and then slowly but surely you look at who you are and you're like oh shit like i lost myself so That's been happening for six years, so we finna just come back from this. Yes, fully support. So today, we're just going to talk about relationships in general. Yeah, I mean, just to start us off, I think relationships in general, you have to begin with the question of, are you ready to be in a relationship? And what does that actually mean? Because you get a lot of people that just want to be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship. I have friends who have gotten themselves into relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of for the wrong reasons. I'm not gonna, you know, it's just an assumption I'm making. Right. A pretty good assumption. Right, because it's like, um, you do you at yeah, the end of the day. Yeah, you do but... you. But it's like, they just wanted a boyfriend figure, mm. right? Like, I don't know, did you really like the person or did you just want to have somebody to introduce as your boyfriend? So there's this comedian on Netflix. His name is Daniel Sloss. And in his stand-up Jigsaw, he talks about how our entire lives, we've been primed to think that in order to complete our jigsaw, the missing pieces are another person. And so we work really hard to jam in these pieces that we think will complete our puzzle. But in the end, you realize like you guys are building two completely separate puzzles. Our entire lives, it's like you're not complete if you don't have a partner. Like you're not complete if you don't get married. And so I think we really need to challenge that idea and figure out like crazy yeah i just for me i guess what i imagine is like if you're not whole right and you're looking for a relationship and that person fills that hole mm-hmm. it's just like what's gonna happen when you break up or if and when you break oh, up damn. you know what i mean like you just go into a deeper rabbit hole of, of just, sadness and yeah. just incompleteness i honestly think that the reason i haven't gone into a relationship is because i i don't know if i feel like a whole human being by myself yet I place a lot of value in what other people think, like just being straight up. And I don't think I have really put in the work to figure out concretely what those values are. And if if you don't even know what your own values are, then how how are you going to stick by them? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the process of reevaluating <laughs> where my worth is. Like, I'm just so, as a friend, so proud because I think, like, okay, just 
prefacing this entire episode for me i think this entire episode has to do with awareness oh you know what i mean just like i feel like there's so many people who are in the same boat as you but they're not even aware so they don't even know what's quote unquote like wrong with them or there's oh nothing to fix i'm perfect because they do find value in those other things right and are just complacent with it yeah and i also think that when you place your value in extrinsic things it's it's finite there's only Mm -hmm. so much value you can get out of that that's funny because my sophomore year second semester i call it my hoe phase right hands down like like event wise was my most social fun semester but in the end as someone who like likes to reflect and stuff my happiness was from such external things that I felt so empty inside and um to a certain extent I feel like we're all kind of guilty of that defining our value through other things Mm. especially like if you're a part of that dating app community it's so easy to do it yeah i even recognize that i do it i'll just get on there when i'm like oh i just i honestly just want some attention right now (laughs) and for me i don't think i'm in a relationship because i think i'm just fishing for time to be honest sometimes i think it's a very selfish thought but then again i don't think it is because it's my life my choice you're the main character yes (laughs) um yeah i think like when you're in a relationship you really need to be able to sacrifice or honestly sacrifice but not because like you need to but because you want to and I think like at my age the young 20 something I'm just juggling way too many things and I'm not ready to let go of any of it I feel like right now is the time for me to really learn about myself but yeah and like I don't think I really like processed until I came home because I was in a long distance relationship Mm. for about like half of my college career damn and I mean it was great but honestly I wish I played harder in college me I'm too. Gonna I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, and and just for personally for me, like as a Christian, I think you get upset about the things that happen to you, right? Just like, oh, why did this happen to me? Why didn't that happen to me? And we just think about it in such a selfish way. But honestly, sometimes it might have been saving yourself from that bigger pain. And I think sometimes a lot of people, we're just, we just don't take in those signs, those red flags and stuff. Like we just aren't aware of that. And you can't identify when to stay or when to leave. I mean, that brings it back to the awareness. Yeah, exactly. I told you, preface, everything that we're going to say just has to do with awareness. Yeah. But that's what people suck at. (laughs) Yeah. Being aware, picking up on the signs, the hints. And for me, I need to be with a person who, if we discuss something about you that needs to change a bit for the sake of our relationship, Mm -hmm. and that goes for me as well. Like if we talk about something that I need to change, for the sake of our relationship, if you're aware, you need to put an effort to change it. Because when I look at my past relationships, it's like, when did I know when to leave? I don't, like, I don't really know, you know? It's like, it's your call, but it's like, just how many chances, how many chances are you willing to take with the person? Right. I think it just kind of comes down to that. I think after that comes, like, trust, which is just like, you gotta build up to that shit. Yeah. Right? I don't know, I don't know how else to build trust. I don't even know. (laughs) Well, I think first of all, you have to make sure you're not bringing mistrust from past relationships Ooh. into it. We call that baggage. Yes. This is the the TSA and <laughs> like, oh, please collect them bags and please make sure that you unpacked. 100% way. I love that so much. Honestly, I feel like I, I'm so thankful for the people that are around me mm. because I don't think I have trust issues necessarily. And therefore though, if I am in a relationship with someone that has trust issues. It's kind of hard for me to understand because then it goes back to the original question. Are you even ready to be in a relationship? Oh yeah. Like if you're having all these trust issues, 
like why why do you want to be in a relationship yeah not so much are you ready it's like why do you want to be in the relationship yeah like just speaking of trust there was this one guy that i was seeing and i think he met he told me this because he Mm -hmm. wanted to make himself seem better Uh uh-huh but he told me i'm excited (laughs) oh don't be excited That a lot of his friends cheated on their girlfriends. And so I think in his eyes, he was like, you know, all these people are cheating on their girlfriends, but I'm super loyal. Like, he was just telling me that he was loyal, you know? Mm -hmm. But in my eyes, I took it back to, you're the average of the five people around you, so bitch, you just built some mistrust. (laughs) I was literally like, why would you... Shots fired. Yeah, like, why would you tell anybody that? Mm. Like, I just... I literally don't get it. So I think you have to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like think Please. about what you're saying first that's that, huh that oh, it's really interesting because that's really interesting because one of my previous relationships that was what was said all the time i know so many people who cheat on their significant others just both genders right uh-huh. but it's like okay sure that happened but like so you're just gonna assume the same's gonna happen like with you and me like do you so are you just kind of expecting that's gonna happen with us someday it almost seems like he he was expecting to cheat and he was projecting that onto you so i'm not really a jealous person i don't know if my significant other is hanging out with a group of just boys or even just going out and i'm not there or is at a happy hour with his coworkers, which maybe half the team are girls do you do you like have fun because yeah. I expect the same from you, too. Like, if I want to go out with just the girls, I expect you to, like, let me do it. Yeah. Kind of. Like, I'm still going to communicate that I'm I'm going to do it, but I wouldn't want to, like, nunchipa. Uh-huh. Or wouldn't want to be like, oh, but don't worry, I'm going to come home, like, before midnight. Or, or but don't worry, like, I'm going to be with this girlfriend the entire night as well. Right. Especially when there's been no history. Like, I think, like, yeah. once there's an incident, like, dude, you have the complete right to be like, who yeah. are you with, yeah. you know? But I think if there's never any sort of incident or any sort of sign, or even like a lot of girls will get that gut feeling. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have that gut feeling, then what are you going off of? Like that's your crazy showing. I think that's what made me crazy to be honest. Oh. Because I didn't do anything to make you feel that way, yet you feel that way. So what do I need to do? Like keep myself locked up in a room and just Just, talk to you all day? Yeah. Because I'm definitely not the type to, like, cut friendships, cut ties with people just for my significant other. Oh, hell no. Unless, like, they did him dirty. Because then I feel like I'm a pretty loyal person. But anyways. (laughs) So, yeah. So, awareness, trust, and even, like, communication. Like, not even in this, like, not surface level communication. I'm talking about the styles of communication. The patterns of communication. Yeah. I feel like they need to align. Or in some way, you need to be aware of... Oh my god, awareness. You need to be aware of how the other person communicates. Yeah. Like, we have a friend who... She's like, oh, I've realized that I want to solve things immediately. Mm-hmm. But my boyfriend, like, he needs time to cool down. And so, like, we've kind of found that, like, good Balance. middle ground. Yeah. yeah. And that, too, for me, just goes back to the whole sacrificing part I was talking about that I'm not really willing to do yet. Mm. Right? I don't necessarily want to say give and take, but there's just it's got to be balanced, somewhat fifty fifty, somewhat, somewhat yeah. in that forty to sixty range. Yeah, yeah, forty to sixty. Yeah, forty to sixty. I'll have the sixty. Yeah. <laughs> and then if we could pick a last one, I think commitment is a key proponent to figuring out when to stay and when to leave. Yeah, I think. because in my eyes, if if I want to leave, I'm going to leave, but. 
if he wants to leave, I don't I don't want to keep him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like here begging for him back. Like, yeah. I don't want somebody who doesn't want to stay in this. Yeah. I think it's just my pride, to be honest. Like, what, what it comes down to is just my pride. Do I want, like, I don't, I don't, I just don't see myself like begging for the person. Right. Like, I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't want me as much as I want them. Yeah. Or doesn't find value. Because for me, it's like, if we broke up once, fully able to happen again. Mm-hmm. If he cheated on me once, like, fully able to happen again. Yeah. I don't know. I really think about like if I would really be the type to give second chances. For like what? Cheating? For any type of relationship to be honest. Whether it's like a friendship oh. or a relationship. Uh-huh. I, I guess it is kind of situational. But I think I lean towards more of the happened ones can happen again and again and again. And this is kind of getting serious but <laughs> somebody <laughs> once told me that you know breaking up and getting back together that's practicing divorce. Yeah because... I mean, that tells you about commitment. commitment. Yeah. Like, are you willing to work through this together? Or yeah. if you're not, then like, let's end it here. Let's like save, let's save some time for both of us. Yeah. Like in the end, it's just like, if you know you guys are hurting each other constantly. I don't think divorce is always bad. But as I mentioned in the Big Ten episode, I plan on getting married once. So yeah, just commitment is huge. And that's why I don't see myself ever me i don't know ever getting back with somebody yeah i think that's a lot of people hanging on to the familiarity of things and also just being scared for a change because it's scary to have this person to talk to every day and like to rely on emotionally and then all of a sudden in you know one conversation however many years of you guys being together just kind of yeah it disappears like that's that's fucking insane yeah and like you know women's number one fear is murder uh-huh. but for men it's rejection yeah because a lot of times like we'll see guys who they have that one distinct relationship <laughs> that just oh <laughs> yeah they got messed it up came in like a wreck <laughs> <laughs> and then they straight up can't recover yeah for, for like the rest of their, their lives. <laughs> I also think that going back to that idea of setting expectations for yourself, you can do that for others as well. You have this person that you start talking to and you know, mm-hmm. you stalk them, whatever, and then you build this image of them and then anything that goes against that image, you kind of start to like tuck away and like lie to yourself. Like, mm. I think for me, that happened where I was... I'm going to be straight up. I'm going to admit that with one of the recent guys that I was dating, I had this just like perfect image of him. And I built him up to this guy that I wanted him to be. And little things... I just wouldn't tell my friends about like how he would oh. cut me off in conversation like that was really hard for me to admit to my friends and yeah, so I started I realizing how easy it is to just like hide things and you tell yourself it's <gasps> okay I, and I think when you said that is when I came to realize that for myself as well I don't really see myself as like telling you guys everything that happens he's not in this relationship with nine of us right? <laughs> but I mean as my closest friends you know I do tell you guys a lot of things but I did catch myself like... You like started right? making excuses for him. Because I don't want you guys to think like he's he's bad for me. Or if I just complain to you guys, you're just going to look at him in that one way. Because I'm not necessarily telling you guys all the good things he does either. Yeah. I think you have to watch out for oversharing. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you overshare and you only overshare the bad things, like no wonder we get, you know, our friends who are always like, break up with him. Yeah. <laughs> 
men are trash. Like, no wonder, because we only talk about the bad things. So I think we also need to, you know, like, that whole, like, practicing gratitude thing. Like, Mm. you should practice that, like, with the good things as well. But, yeah, just the the red flags. The one-time passes. I think that only comes with, like, being aware. Mm. And, like, right? Like, you weren't willing to cut it off until you were aware of it and able to really confront honestly yourself that yeah. it was happening you right just yeah just key things with the whole when do you like when do you know when to stay in the relationship you just have to be mindful of being aware communicating i don't know like i said it's like the whole communicating aspect but honestly analyzing that communication as well trust and just commitment mm-hmm. but um i also do actually want to go back hannah to what you were saying about the whole like value thing and self-worth you find your value through other things oh. like why do you think that is so i kind of backtracked Mm. back to elementary school and realized (laughs) i only found validation in my academics because i grew up in a very competitive school district me and all my korean friends (laughs) would be constantly competing you get that whole toxic korean pta involved and all the moms (laughs) gossiping about what so-and-so did on this test what so-and-so did on this test so found a lot of validation in my academics there and then I was sick of that shit and so in middle school I was like fuck all fuck all of this and so I just started hanging out with like I had a very diverse group of friends and Mm -hmm. I was popular okay (laughs) (laughs) I was in the popular group and so (laughs) catch me at the mall every single Friday (laughs) like hanging out at the Starbucks and just yeah hanging out at Barnes and Noble popular kid. I'm sorry I peaked in middle school though (laughs) because in middle school I found all my validation in like my social life Mm. and how many friends I had and in high school I placed my value in academics again because I was like oh I have to like get my shit together like we're gearing up for college you know like Mm. college was the thing we've talked about my entire life and so once I got to college I was like your girl worked hard, you know? Yeah. I worked so hard those three years in high school that once I got to college, I was like, fuck all that. I'm a not try. C's get degrees. <laughs> I'm a business major. Who cares? And I kind of grinded in like the career aspect. Mm-hmm. But I think... You really did. But when I think about it, I kind of didn't. I didn't grind as hard as I could have. And I mean, I'll talk about this on another episode. Yeah. But I skipped my senior year in high school which is crazy. Yeah, and I think I wasn't mentally prepared to go to college, first of all. And then once I got to college, even though nobody knew I was younger, yeah. I had that built-in inferiority complex of like, oh, I'm too young to be here. So I struggled academically because I wasn't trying. Mm-hmm. I struggled socially because who who doesn't struggle socially in yeah. college? And I found that I turned to fashion music sneakers pop culture mm-hmm. and learned everything about everything and that's kind of where i place my worth is like my knowledge of what's going on and so i've even started to question whether my interests were actually things that i'm interested in or if i just became interested in it to mm-hmm. impress others so yeah. Yeah. This too, I think everyone's guilty Mm. to, uh, I don't know, to some degree because, I mean, that's why there are trends and that's why people call things basic. I know you guys are always like, Julie, you're so basic, but (laughs) my way of justifying it is like, it's basic for a reason. Honestly, isn't your thought 
to not want to be like others if everybody thought that way isn't that also conforming oh shit it's about that's like the whole you know when a super small band that you like like you like them because they're They're like underground and then as soon as they hit the mainstream you're like oh shit i gotta move on yeah yeah i mean i do that i literally (laughs) do that and i think in the way that we conform to whatever's trendy or not trendy, you know, like, I think culture, especially our, like, Eastern heritage has a lot to do that because as Asians, we are a collectivist society. We tend to think about what others are doing or what they're thinking about us. And for me, it's specifically, like, what my family thinks about, yeah. you know, how I'm doing, <laughs> Yeah. Before even like myself. I'm the same and I think for me it's it's specifically my mom. I think I can speak for the both of us. I think just being like the first child, we already kind of think differently. Mm-hmm. Like I will do things for my sister even though I don't want to because it's for the betterment of the family and for the family recognition and stuff like that. The way I, I dressed up, the way I presented myself, the way I would act would be right uh, to fit this perfect box honestly imagine like a tiffany box to imagine that perfect tiffany box looking thing uh, you know but not for myself for my mom kind of oh so that when she was talking to her friends and she could just you know, brag yeah, yeah. Like my friend's parents saw me it was like something to talk about right you know i feel like we grow up thinking it's normal to find our validation and value and the acceptance of others almost. Yeah. Especially being Korean. A hundred percent. I think we're constantly told who we are or we have ideas of who we should be. And so for me, I've definitely felt a bit of like this imposter syndrome because Mm. if people are constantly telling me who I am when inside I really know I'm not like that, and I'm just constantly trying to meet their expectations, it causes it causes what I'm going through now. Yeah. Just not understanding my values and just having just not having that foundation. And so yeah. I think it's really hard. I think it's really difficult and I think I could speak for a lot of Asian Americans, but maybe Korean Americans. And if this is not how you feel, great. But start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. We don't give it use anger. Rebuttal it. Rebuttal <laughs> it. But being the first child, I can completely understand where my parents are coming from, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole, you know, first gen, like the sacrifices they made, the struggles they went through to provide us what they did. And at the same time, I could understand my sister where her social circle was a lot more non-immigrants, basically. So more like westernized. Yeah, westernized, westernized. So when they would argue, it was so difficult for me because I'm just kind of in the middle because I understand both perspectives. And I think finally, now that you know I've completed college and that my sister's in college, I think my parents understand to allow us to do what we want. Oh, like they're giving you the kind, that autonomy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just the power to us for us to flourish in what we can really excel in because. Honestly, it doesn't feel great, as you know, when they have this expectation for you for something you're not even passionate about Mm -hmm. or enjoy. So, for example, like, piano. I never fucking liked piano. Bro, yeah. My dad would make fun of me because he's like, wow, like, you don't even practice and you sound like Mozart when you do it. So I wonder how good you'd be if if you you actually practiced. (laughs) And it's it's so interesting. And the reason why I say I can understand my parents is because they said if you quit now, you're going to regret it. And I regret it. 
Oh, re- retweet. Yeah. Like, I don't enjoy it, but I wish I still had that skill set, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about it all the time, that hard skill. Yeah. What makes you yourself. Like, I'll tell people I play piano, but I can't show them anymore because I don't know how to fucking play piano anymore. You tell people you play piano and you don't know how to play piano? <laughs> well, they'll be like, what instruments have you played before? No wonder so- imposter syndrome. <laughs> imposter syndrome. <laughs> Bitch is out here creating this image uh- of herself. <laughs> and... You know, I grew up being brainwashed like doctor, lawyer, doctor, lawyer, right? I thought that was the only <laughs> occupation out there in the world. Doctor, lawyer, doctor, lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I was pursuing it for a hot sec and realized after speaking to another mentor, you know, he was like, but do you really think that's where you can really utilize and maximize all your skill sets? Oh. And the thing is, it's not. Right. And so just coming to the realization like, oh, I want to do it because I want to give back to my parents and give them something that they want from me, but... That's just not where I'm going to be flourishing for the rest of my life. Right. I mean, that also brings up the question of, is it bad to live for others? Yeah. Because I I don't think it's bad, you know, to to want to make your parents proud and to like listen to their advice because it's good advice. The reason they're telling you this is because they've seen success with it in the future you know, in the, past. in the past. And so I don't think it's completely a bad thing to live for others, but I think just our generation in general, we need to feel that sense of autonomy. We need to feel like we have control over our own lives and our destinies while still fulfilling the expectations of our parents. So I guess it could be both. Like you can live for others, but you also need to live for yourself because ultimately oh, yeah. either oh, yeah. way... You- if you look at it in a black and white way, you're not going to be fulfilled if you're only living for yourself. Like, I think that's oh, just yeah. a very selfish life. And I think both of us only agree on that, though, because both of us were raised in very, like, half-westernized, yet still very Korean families. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we're living in? Is we're living in that dash between Asian-American... <laughs> actually though and it's like oh it's just so difficult because you need to find the good balance between the two and sometimes it's just hard to pick which one i don't know do you think maybe like the way we think of these things might also be because like not in a bad way but because we were brainwashed like Um, so we think it's normal to do it can you give me an example yeah so like let's say a more westernized family they operate more independently Mm. maybe we feel like we have that pressure and that expectation to hear out our parents and to allow their opinions to matter in the decisions we make for our lives because we would we've been brainwashed to do so wait that's so i don't know wait i don't know no i i agree with you that yeah we've been brainwashed everyone's been brainwashed by their (laughs) parents okay but i really do agree with you in when i have those big big decisions to make Mm -hmm. it's not me making the decision it's a family decision (laughs) like no joke even my friends have pointed it out they're Uh like oh damn this is a family decision and so yeah a hundred percent i think that within my family dynamic it is more of that collectivist mentality yeah but then i from all the social media it's like you live for you like you need to do what makes you happy and i'm like i don't even know what happiness means so what i said maybe our happiness is when our family is happy yeah you know so because you know me like i commit my entire saturdays like to my mom Mm-hmm. And, and at first i i complained a lot about it because it's like i work five days and technically now i work a sixth yeah and if i go to church on sundays i really don't have much time it goes it honestly goes back to the whole having time for myself 
Oh, yeah. Right? And that's why I was having such a hard time, like, juggling all these things. But it's, like, a part of my happiness derives from when my parents are happy. So, I don't know. I'm just, they were very successful in brainwashing me. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> and it's really interesting how we end up, you know, talking about our families on how they really just, I guess, raised us. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is a very critical part in how we create our own relationships. Yeah. Both friendships, close just relationships, intimate relationships, any type of relationship. Yeah, I mean, with all that being said, I want to figure out what my values are. And I believe a part of that is figuring out my strengths. Mm -hmm. Because your strengths inform your values, it makes it apparent what fundamental things you need and so i actually took the via character strengths test and like shared it with all my friends because it was very just telling of why i am the way that i am because my first greatest strength i'm excited is a love of learning okay so that takes it back to our episode on yeah how I need my partner to have that mentality of growth and really try to make sure that they aren't stagnant. Well, okay, that makes me question. Okay, so if your number one strength mm-hmm. is love for learning, mm-hmm. so what has these past six years been like then? So how I kind of look at it is in high school, middle school, whatever, I learned what I was told to learn. And then in college, I ignored the learning that I should have been learning. Mm-hmm. And replaced it with, like, sneaker knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, love for learning. And now... Sneakers. (laughs) Now it's love for learning about myself, I think. Yes. I mean, yeah, I think it really rubbed off on me because I don't think I was intentionally really trying to reflect Mm. until you were just telling me about it, like, earlier this year. Yeah. I really do give kudos to you really because i don't know how many young 20 something year olds actually think about this stuff bro i fucking hate my mind (laughs) (laughs) like sometimes i just think it would really just be easier to just be stupid you know like when you're unaware ignorance is bliss it really is and so yeah i've been going through it but now that now that i have learned that I love learning. Mm -hmm. I feel a sense of just like relief. Like no wonder I waste time looking through the history of a meme. meme. (laughs) Like truly. Like what was that about? It's because I like learning. My second is curiosity. They go very hand in hand. Yeah. And then my third is creativity. Oh my gosh. Which I, I didn't really expect because... You kidding I, me? Because I lack the hard skills. Like I don't paint, I don't design clothes, yeah. but I have a lot of thoughts. I just don't know how to execute them. I mean, I guess, but for me, I think you're creative because yes, idea. When you really think of art, right? Mm-hmm. It could just come out of somebody's brain and just be painted onto a canvas. But I feel like most of the times people get inspired by other things first. I don't know. I feel like creativity. You need to be knowledgeable to be creative as well. That's so true. your whole love for learning and curiosity yeah. allows you to be to be a creative person ah uh, uh, you know what i mean like it's all connected it's yeah. all connected i think yours are all connected yeah so okay yeah so i took the test as well wait actually before i tell you mine do you know what your very last one is i think there are <laughs> 16 yep my last one is hope really that is really interesting <laughs> that's really interesting because my number one is hope <laughs> i'm so- 
my number one is hope, and this is what it says. Expecting the best in the future mm. and working to achieve it. Mm. Believing that a good future is something that can be brought about. Number two is leadership. I didn't even know what the characteristics were for this test, but I knew it would be something leadership-like. Mm-hmm. And number three is zest, which... Oh my gosh. Zest, I, it goes very well with the hope. It's approaching life with excitement and energy, uh, living life as an adventure, feeling alive and activated. Wow. So so the reason why this reminded me of the Big Ten was because very big points on my list is resiliency, hardworking, oh my gosh. Um, positivity. Mm-hmm. And then my fourth one was actually love for learning. And this makes me happy. I, I think it's me. I just think that's really funny that your, your last one is hope. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I messed up. What? I think there are 24. My last one was self-regulation. <laughs> and so self-regulation is basically like discipline. <laughs> What's your last one? This makes me really sad. Okay, wait, I'm just going to read again. I know this is a lot, but I think all five, they just, they're all in the same bucket. My last five is forgiveness, prudence, perseverance, fairness, and humility. (laughs) So I'm just a shitty person. (laughs) So uh, don't ever get on my bad side. That makes me sad. Hey, my my last five are love, gratitude, (laughs) no, (laughs) zest, perseverance and self-regulation so don't feel bad about yourself because i'm also shitty all right so conclusion you're listening to listening to a bunch of shitty people talk (laughs) yeah all in all what i want you guys to take away from this is question why you're doing the things that you're doing in dating and relationships in general and is your motivation intrinsic or extrinsic and if it's mostly extrinsic like me reestablish your values like actually put in the work and the effort and for me everything is awareness like even if you think your values are put into wrong things like finding your value is put into the wrong things like i think you need to just be aware of it first to Mm -hmm. even go into a relationship Mm. and for me like there's nothing sexier than when like a woman knows that she's valuable and worthy and can embody and show off that confidence Mm mm-hmm And I really do hope, like, all the women in the world can achieve that someday. Like, for some, it takes time and it's difficult. But I also think it's wrong to, like, find that through a man. I guess, you know what? Like, in the end, I guess it all, awareness, but it all just roots from self-love first. I think it's interesting because I think when I envisioned this episode of it being relationships Mm -hmm. in general, I think we kind of take it in a different direction. Like, I think we came to the realization that You can't really talk about relationships if you're not self-aware and you don't know yourself first. Feel free to DM us if you think everything we said was incorrect. Also, I actually really recommend taking the character strengths test because Mm. I think everyone knows they're fucking Myers-Briggs. Yeah. But what are your strengths? If you want to give it a try, it's viacharacter.org. Aside from that, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) Prugalgi.podcast. Follow us on Twitter for some great content because your girl, my third biggest strength is creativity. Yes. <laughs> so that's Prugalgi Podcast. And then you can find me on Instagram at Hannah Cat, H A N A K A T T T. And me at B E J U L I F I E D. And I think that's our episode. Yep. One, two, three. <laughs> Why did that become a thing?